welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. Y'all, I love these chapters. These, like, I zoomed through these so much that I barely took any notes. But these are, I think, maybe my favorite ones we've done so far. Because, like, so much shit happens. And, like, lots of weird things and questions and Mm. spooky magic shit. It's great. They're excellent. I didn't realize how much um, set up for book three was in book two because book three feels very much like a continuation of book one with like janelle also there mm-hmm. but rereading it this time i feel like there's a, a lot of mix of both of one and two into like it's probably like 70 30 uh book one continuation to book two continuation mm-hmm. but there's a lot of especially in these chapters a lot of seeds planted for yeah. uh book three and then yeah. earlier we were talking about um, Cariel in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. There were some seeds planted there. Yes, yeah, and, and if, like, it, sorry, if this is your first read through and you're not getting all this, that is okay. Yeah, you know it'll still make sense in book three, but if you're reading with us, like us, in your second, third, fourth, tenth, um, Gen Lions did video games and i'm just gonna keep harping on this point she knows what replay value is yeah she yeah. understands yeah but absolutely. It's, it's more fun when you get it than when mm. someone else explains it to you oh yeah this is yeah. not go read the wikipedia page stuff yeah but uh this is where chapter 41 where janelle meets her mother her real mother mm. mommy issues and it doesn't it doesn't really go well no. But the yeah, thing that I took drama. from this meeting is that uh, Zaltaroth has the souls of god kings, plus a, plus a million souls, mm-hmm. which is what right. makes them so powerful, and why Taya doesn't, didn't just, like, rescue uh, Janelle. Yeah, so we learned that the gods actually can't do much about demons, even though technically demons should all be subject to the Stone of Shackles. Oops. Oops. What? <laughs> so, yet again, I want to know more about demons, which is Steph's line, yes. and I've stolen it, but <laughs> in fairness, I do. Uh, my other favorite thing that happens in chapter 41 is right at the beginning. So when Kieran is, like, realizing that, oh, they've been talking about Valathia, and... Uh, Types. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, <laughs> at least I know what happened to my harp. And uh, I mean, I have it right here. It says, Janelle stared at him. You play the harp? <laughs> yes, I play the harp. And Velathea was my... Kieran trailed off as Janelle's eyebrows rose. Then he remembered what Tara had said about having a type. <laughs> yeah, and, and then centering uh, like, correction. Yeah. I think Janelle is the jealous type, not Kieran. Right? I, I do... There's a lot... Actually, there's a few little bits here in these chapters where Senere is just like, you silly little, like, jealous children, because, like, Janelle gets a little bit jealous of Kieran and Tarath, and then Kieran gets a little bit jealous of Janelle and Talia, and it's just like, come on. No, he doesn't get 
because Senerae points out his hypocrisy in that where that's true. He, that's true. He gets jealous about Janelle and Terrace, but doesn't get right, jealous sorry, about yeah. uh, Janelle and uh, Talia. Mm-hmm. Is, and Senerae has a marker like, oh, of course, if it's two women, he doesn't get jealous, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so Janelle's reunion with her mother does not really go well. Yeah, she's um, not happy and, like, fair. And I will say she, like, states her points of grievances very well. Like, she doesn't come off as, you know, a, I, a throwing a temper tantrum by any means. I'm on Janelle's side. Like, yeah. What did yeah. Ty think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, I will say, yeah, it's it's consistent with her character that she's morally outraged by the choices. But I will mm-hmm. say, like... I'm look, okay. I'm not unhappy about where the plot went. I think it is really good, but a smarter character probably would have been like, "Can we put this aside so that I can learn magic, so that mm-hmm. I can escape my horrifying situation?" But Janelle doesn't want anything to do with her mom, and fine, that's fine. Yeah. But like, it's nice to have Thurvishar in the mix because you know that he would have at least been like, "Okay, but yeah, tell but sometimes- me things that I yeah. need to know." <laughs> Sometimes I don't like it when characters act too smart and avoid their uh, emotional intelligence. No, like, for sure. Okay, okay, right, yeah. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't think. I think I think if Janelle you tried to use Taya to get out of a situation, it would come off as disingenuous to me. And it is it is hard to tell exactly how much time has passed because we're we're in the part of the book where things are getting a little montagey, where like weeks and months will pass in the span of a few um, sentences. Mm-hmm. But, like, we don't know how long it's been since Janelle, like, not only found out that she, like, wasn't Jorati's, her parents weren't who they thought they were, her mother's the goddess of magic, her father is this, like, Koros general. Like, she's had a lot piled on her family-wise in the last, like, let's say weeks. Uh, so it does, it does make sense that she would be a little, like, really about all of it. Yeah. And it makes sense that Taya's the only target that she has. Mm-hmm. She can't go yell at her parents who are dead, her grandfather who's dead, like, oh my yeah. god. Emotional trauma on top of emotional trauma. Yeah. So Janelle, we know, is kind of... She's got a lot of hubris, so, like, as at this point, she's a... I forget the word they use, but she's basically a knight in mm, yeah. uh, Duke Kane's okay. court. So she's not, except for, like, trying to figure out how to get, um, like, she knows where the spear is, and um, she has, like, a goal of getting the spear and getting Cone's uh, geish. So when she's having, it's not like in this point of the story, when she's talking to Taya, she's, like, as trapped as she was before, and now she's in a position of control and... um, she gets a little bit more control. Like it's like the the parent, you know, trying to <laughs> like get forgiveness through gifts by letting Ariscon uh, come to the afterlife with her. Yeah, I can see why that's. I, yeah, I think that's a legit interpretation. I think it was actually very kind. Like, if you want your daughter to feel better, and you know that she won't accept your help, you get the person who will help. Like it. Mm. It's oh, surprisingly yeah. am... not prideful for a god, but yeah, I, we only really I have know no doubt uh, Taya has good intentions. It's just that um, good intentions doesn't always like 
like when you do something wrong to someone else uh you could you could say you're sorry and be like apologetic but that doesn't mean they have to forgive you yeah 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 for sure and that's the situation that taya finds herself with with her daughter and we learned that um the firebloods can be mages He's a yes. horse mage. Oh my god, I love it so much. Also, I, I love the uh, the sentence, we're going to steal a rebellion. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> Savage, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, there's a there's a great footnote. I think what Senere says, she was like, he's a mage? They can be <laughs> mages? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, this is, this is a little bit why I was curious why Janelle entirely... I, not curious. I get it. But, like, Janelle has such a canny, capable plan. Um, and uh, I guess, you know, it's okay that she's just not interested in developing her magic. Because um, she's working on the Rebellion and secretly passing information through the afterlife. Yeah. Which is Dope. so badass. <laughs> so, yeah. Araskon goes and... Basically, they talk about how it's like a grassroots rebellion rather than from the top down trying to mm. just take over the ruler, um, which is a good point. Like, the Duke of Yore just wants to affect the Duke of Jorat. Like, that's very narrow and short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, whereas, well, yeah, like, the the Black Knight Rebellion is, like, uh, energizing the people and mm-hmm. getting right. them fired up about things. Yeah, later on, Relisvar breaks down the the entire plan very well, and his reaction to it. I I love his reaction to it. Yeah, <laughs> I was so shocked by it, but uh, I love that like straight out of this chapter because what we know about Dorna being an angel of Taya, her immediately like is like, "Did you have to be so mean to your mom?" Right. And Janelle's like holds up a hand like. <laughs> don't you dare yeah like you knew <laughs> the whole there. time and you never told me so you don't get to comment yeah, yeah i'm surprised there wasn't more fallout with dorna but maybe i think that would have maybe that would have been um pardon me uh, yeah beating a dead horse <laughs> sorry <laughs> i had to uh i can say that like some of it having happened off screen to a certain degree too yeah um, it is very funny later, uh, after Janelle starts sleeping with Talia, where Dorna's like, oh, finally, you've started running with mares. You've seen sense. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, I have a correction. When uh, Janelle uh, was talking to Taya, she had not been made a knight yet. Okay. Uh, that, that's further ahead, because she has not actually been... That's after she gets rescued from her situation. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, so last time we left off, um, Janelle had been uh, poisoned. Yeeted out the building. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This time we find out someone threw her out a window or porthole. I don't know. She's Balcony, she's I cold. think. I don't know. She, yeah. yeah, she got yoked upon the mountainside. <laughs> the, the image of, uh, I forget her the, the wife's name, but just the uh, image of v- her. Vixishal? Yeah, yeah, Vexishal. Just like putting Janelle out the window, and then Janelle's like unconscious body sliding down the icy <laughs> side of the castle to like the a ground big is very funny. Game. <laughs> and then Vexishow just being like, "All right, well, that's done with that. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go back inside now." 
Because then we get a cone chapter, and we get the worst trinity oh. of all. Oh. <laughs> the unholiest Exodar trinity. And Darzen all, mm-hmm. like, hanging out. What And what, what are they known as? The wolf the, cubs. The wolf cubs, yeah. Even though Darzen's, like, in his 40s, I think. He they just they comment me, on that. Yeah, but. he strikes me as one of those guys who never left his college town or his college mm. fraternity yeah he's just absolutely. always hanging around people who are his mental age yeah he's still wearing his letterman jacket yeah <laughs> yes. remember that catch remember when i made that catch yeah that's i will cut your face off if you say you didn't remember the catch <laughs> well yeah let's go I drinking think cone is very clever in this chapter and how he yes. deals mm-hmm. with the bullying like he just reveals like oh yeah like what you're doing oh, thanks because and it makes it seem like they're gonna get in trouble and but i love cinerae's note is like personally i would have just turned into sludge <laughs> yeah i it's you'd like <laughs> one of the the like cinerae is ostensibly a villain in this book but it's so hard not to like her sometimes mm-hmm. when she does says stuff like that and like she hates aura she hates darzen it's like well clearly you can't you don't have per- totally trash views it's yeah no, and like, you know, we'll learn more about Cinerae later, yeah. but she's not exactly, you know, she's that kind of villain that it isn't completely in the wrong. Yes, like, yes. She's more like a, like the gray kind of villain yeah. rather than the mad, yeah. cackling, black-hatted villain. She's definitely Poison Ivy. She's like, huh, she makes <laughs> some good points and she does have a PhD. Maybe we yeah, should listen right? to her? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so yeah. Uh, Cone figures out that Janelle is not in the palace, gets Dervishar, and then um, tries to go get the Hun. But Janelle is actually fine. I mean, for yeah. some degree, fine. She gets attacked by uh, hyenas and a dragon, in that order, and then falls down a giant crevasse and meets a vampire. So her day's going actually kind of okay. Honestly, yeah, that, that's where things start to turn up. Yeah. So there you go. And we meet Javon. Yay. Yes. Uh, so the plot gets like moving very fast here. Yeah. But the plot in the present day also starts to move because Janelle reveals that it's Relosvar who they're waiting on to come. Right. And Karen is just like, what? I also was like that. I was like, what the fuck? Did yeah, Because at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, did he turn them while they were in your? Yeah. You know? But I, I will say, both Senere and I agree with Kieran's excellent point that he's like, well, I want to kill him and he's coming to me now. So that actually Fair, solves two yeah. problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, like, I feel like sometimes Kieran forgets that he has Rathanriel on him. So at first it was like, this is bad. And then like he looked at the sword and was like, wait, this is good. <laughs> and Rathanriel was probably like, yay! <laughs> She also reveals that they've been working, they're also working with Thervishar. Yeah. And Senere has that note of like, oh yeah, I should have, we should have assumed they'd all be working together. Yeah, uh, again, lots of uh, impressive uses of geish avoidance by Thervishar Mm. here. Mm -hmm. And impressive uses of avoidance of, so we start to see the ways that you can circumvent a geish for good and for Mm. evil. Because later it comes up with Sulas. That she's geished, yes. which is astonishing because she's a god queen. So not only has Zaltaroth eaten god kings, but god kings also are subject to the same rules that humans are. 
Are gods? Question mark. We'll yeah, out. can you geisha god? Ooh, fuck. Oh. Yeah. Um. So lots of interesting details about how to um not get in trouble by following the letter of the law, which is like my favorite trope in all literature. Because I'm a dick. <laughs> One last remark about present day. Uh, it's funny how uh, Cone is quick to jump to Relisvar's defense in this uh, situation yeah. when Kieran finds out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very wonder. good point. That's why I was so suspicious. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my I god. I was not. Has this all been a trap? F- yeah, no, I, I, I thought it would work out. I didn't think it would work out the way that... Um, it did tend to work out. Classic Joe Because mm-hmm. at this point, I liked Janelle too much to think yeah. that she was not on Kieran's side. But I, I, yeah. I don't know. But at this point, I was also starting to really like Senere. And I was like, they're spending a lot of time together. Like, what if they've come around? Like, we we definitely got more of, like, Rello's Far's kind of human side this book, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, what if I? What if it's all wrong? Yeah, and we like. I think I said this last time, but it it's um like it very much seemed at first in the first book. It was Kieran was either taking the side of the Empire or taking the side of Rellis Far, and but then like by the end he becomes radicalized and like is more um, finding his own path. And Janelle goes through the same situation here. But it's like, um, you know, Relisvar isn't right and Kor sucks. So, but there's something to these prophecies about destroying Kor, which um, mm. Janelle will later remark, like, oh, that's the one part of the prophecies I hope it is true because yeah. they're horrible. Yeah, I think that's um, after she learns about Lysian Gas and Rosaris Ore. Yeah, and, and like, and this, yeah, and this is when she meets Javon, and she see, like finds the spear in the caves, and we find out those caves, like, uh, Yor and people used to have like houses and towns there, but Kor turned the the stones to like a toxic curse, and then filled it with that smoke, so like nobody can live there, and that's part of why their crops don't grow, because I'm pretty sure those houses. Or in fact, like farms, and they grew a lot of the kind of roots that grow in in caves. Yeah. And one remark I, I this stood out to me: Janelle makes a remark about oh, like the Jortees also love cellar homes, and it's like little facts like that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I think she's. It's it's interesting to see the way that she does and doesn't sympathize with the Yorans. Um, mm-hmm. Just like I don't know, every everyone has uh, everyone learns to have a complicated relationship with their homeland by the end, which is, I think is helpful yeah. and useful to anyone in the real world reading mm-hmm. these books because it's like yeah, there's a lot of great things about Quar, like they have such advanced magic, but they don't share it with women and they have slaves, so maybe we shouldn't do that. Or like. Jorat is great, but literally no one can ask for help, and so everyone's really easily manipulated. Um, so, and also no one probably gets therapy, but it's a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that for show. <laughs> yeah, where's the god king of therapy? 
Um, I think it's the God King of Toilets. We haven't met him yet. But... No, I think that's next book. That's a great uh, God King. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Uh, oh, and we learned so much about God King. We'll get there, but yeah. yeah we learned so yeah. much about God Kings these chapters. So chapter 44 is when we get Cain um, like summoning everybody to talk about where the hell Janelle is. And it is here I was starting to see the cracks in like Kane's intelligence. Because mm. I thought him accusing Cone of letting Janelle out was dumb as hell. Some like, real basic I, bitch shit. He, yeah, yeah, he's not too bright. Yeah. I was like, like he's rigid. He is mm. old old fashioned. He's an older dude. And I think so like he just he 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 really Occam's razors that shit, I guess, but like in a dumb way. Yeah, yeah, he just reduces everything to yeah. what he thinks should happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I tend to like not think of books anymore as uh like oh how would this translate into a movie scene because I I I'm not really into adaptations as much as I used to be, but this see, this this Janelle Talia Javon entrance yeah. Like you could see the like you yeah. could hear the big doors opening and mm-hmm. the, the three of them walking so in good. Like badass style. Yeah, yeah, and I I understand why we didn't get like to the characters in world. It is so astonishing and excellent that Siobhan suddenly shows up and she's like, "What's up, bitches? I'm in charge now." <laughs> Wife it's number just, one. It's just like and like. And to shore up her absolutely boss entrance, her husband immediately embraces her and is like, I've divorced everyone else. <laughs> like, yeah. without yeah, did that taking a breath. before or after? It, I think it basically the, happens, like... It's the same scene, but I can't... I, yeah. Because he what? So, like... No, it's gotta be after. So, it's after, cause, yeah. yeah. Janelle, Javon, and Talia all show up. And then Janelle is like, yo, your wives dedicated me to Sueless. And he's like, well, that's no good. You're all divorced now. Bye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to he was going to execute. Like, yeah, all that's yeah, yeah that's the heads and boxes. second, second uh, instance of his stupidity. Mm. Um, the third instance of his stupidity is letting Sulas reveal that Vexa Shao is pregnant and it's not his child. But he does do one smart thing and not let Sulas finish. You mean Werga? <laughs> uh, yes, Werga. Um I don't so know then, why you're mentioning Sulis. <laughs> Just little weirdo. Janelle's awesome in this moment where yes. she like gives like the the perfect reason why um uh the wives should be spared and then having the entire court laugh at her but Kane being like wait that actually is very yeah. smart. We need soldiers. All these women could be soldiers. There's no reason to not do this. Yeah, but and then, like Javon's down, so you know, yeah. girl needs a hobby. But then makes her um, swear loyalty to him with an oath. I love oaths in books. Uh, I don't remember the words, but I do remember them being very good. It's very um, winter themed. It's mm-hmm. like it's like protect me against the cold blasts of winter, and yeah, it's good. It's good. And then he's like putting the rings in her levos. Yeah, and it's like I love that Kane thinks he's the one that's tricking Janelle, but this is all part of Janelle's plan to like get the like think that you know she's loyal to yeah. Kane and Relsvar, but meanwhile she's the information she'll get as a knight she'll use against uh, Duquesne through Ariscon. Yeah, yeah, and then, it's 
it's very well done. And Janelle also, like, without even intending to, saves all of Yor by accident from Civil War. Because yeah, right. if he had actually executed 49 women, he would have 49 tribal chiefs ready to murder him. And he's a foreigner. Like, he's yeah. not yeah. actually that Yoren, so... Yeah, it's a real Good dumb job, idea. Yeah, and then Kane's Orif not gets very eaten. smart. No. This is when Javon just totally eats. Uh, yeah. Or if soul. That's great. I was pretty sure that that was what happened, but I could not remember. Oh, so satisfying. It is. And Janelle manages to be sad about it somehow. She's yeah. like, well, I got him convicted for a crime he didn't commit. And, you know, like, conveniently forgets to remember that he murdered Dorna in cold blood. Yeah. Just like, you know, sometimes just let a good thing be good, Janelle. Yeah. Just let yeah. it be okay. Yeah. I, I love that Janelle in present day in the next chapter is like, yeah, Javon's going to be a problem. And Karen's like, why? And she's like, because I really like her. Because yeah. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so do we all. It's it's really, I, mean, I know we say this all the time, but it's always so impressive to me the way that uh, Jen Lyons will introduce a character in one chapter and by the end of the chapter, you love them. Yeah. Like mm. they just are immediately extremely cool. Like they say the things that you wish you could say or like they also fit so well into the world. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this world really needs a, oh, oh, there she is. Great. Okay. Yeah, like, if you told me before these chapters, oh, by the way, Kane's uh, first wife is a vampire who lives in the basement and te teaches swordplay, I'd be like, well, that's fucking weird, and that makes no <laughs> sense. But here we are. The only, yeah, the only criticism I have is that they could have spent a little more time emphasizing, they, Jen Lyons, uh, could have spent a little more time emphasizing that he had a first wife. Because I remember the first time I read this, it was like, oh, there's a vampire showing up. She was a wife. Okay, just moving on. I mean, there was like a ref. Yeah, there's a yeah. light reference to like Exodar's mother there's being killed. Mother. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. It's like it's like revenge of um, what's the wife's name in Jane Eyre who's locked in the attic. See, I took it as. Uh... If they had talked about, like, besides the one part with Exodar, mm. talking about her mother getting killed by members of the court, I felt like if they had talked about it too much, that would have given mm. the given it away. Like, that why are they talking she wasn't about really it this dead. much? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I see that, too. And it's, it's better if you don't know who she is when Janelle meets her. Mm. It just, um... Yeah. Especially because, and I forgot, like... You know, so a couple chapters earlier, um, Cone meets Gadrith at Chadrat Gore, and mm. we get a reminder of, like, what he looks like. And then you run into Javon, and you're like, oh, fuck. No, vampire. Fuck! Uh, yeah. But she's a good vampire. Well, she's a better mm. vampire. Yeah. She's not Gadrith. Yes. Right. Yeah. She eats the people we want to get eaten. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. Yes. And it's funny... Last episode, Steph, you talked about how you thought Janelle was a little bit sexist, the way she reacts to mm -hmm. the wives. Mm. And this is when that comes to bite her back in the ass, when she finds out that um, Orth wasn't actually involved yes. with And, like, Vexashaw really, like, puts Janelle in her place there. And, like, a teenager, <laughs> Janelle starts to mope about it. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. it's a little bit more because someone died, an innocent person died, even yeah. though he was a jerk. But um, yeah, and then she has a nice, just... like, ugly cry about it with Siobhan. It's very yeah, sweet. And I, I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of this book is Janelle. Um, what's the uh, what's the like phrase like? fuck with and then find out <laughs> but he, fuck she's fucked and around find. and found out yeah she yeah she fucks around a lot in these books and then finds out absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. and and to be fair she learns from it you know oh yeah oh she yeah starts... i mean that in a good way yeah like, yeah, she, yeah she becomes a better character yeah oh for sure and it's interesting to see like so none of the wives could read and she's like oh and all of them are really good sorcerers it's just like she gets she gets her comeuppance immediately and gently, and she's willing to accept it. So mm-hmm. nobody needs to beat her over the head with it. Also, I love at the hint that any of the men that that heckle the women training get eaten by Javon. <laughs> yes, it's so, so good, satisfying. It's totally fine. By I me. mean, execution, harsh punish, punishment for catcalling. Yeah, but is it? I, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. How many? Mm. Like, it's definitely crossed your mind if you ever got heckled. Be yeah. like, hmm, I wish I could like suck your soul out of your body. Right. Well, anyway, we don't have to go into appropriate levels of yeah. felony conviction. For, <laughs> but for this crying. is when Janelle acts like the most like a teenager with Javon with her little temper tantrum, oh, yeah. and then like, but. Like Janelle continuing to put so much weight on her shoulder, like of like everything that has gone on with Cohen and all of Jorat and everything else, and Javon being like the mother, yeah, um, big mom energy. Yep. Oh, and then like we find out like through Javon that Janelle actually hates herself. She's got like deep survivor's guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really sweet scene because, like, we very, you know, even though we're in Janelle's head a lot of the time, we don't see her being vulnerable a lot. And, it, like, the fact that really one of the first people that she's super vulnerable with is Javon, uh, and, and who is a, the, a good person, weirdly, to be vulnerable in front of because, like, she's a mom and she understands what it's like to, like, have a lot on your shoulders and, and be out of place. Mm-hmm. Um so she, yeah, it's it's a really sweet scene actually, where she just like yeah. come here, baby, crying to my undead bosom. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when we get uh, Talia and Janelle interaction and quote unquote interaction. Yes, both both kinds, yes. both of which are excellent. Yeah, it's nice to see like we're dealing on a very 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 big scale. Um, we have been for most of the book. We start out with a bandit camp, and we quickly get into all of Jorada's in danger from a dragon and also uh, magical fog. And now mm. we're in an entirely different country that's, you know, like, and now the entire empire is in danger. So it's kind of nice to have Talia there to remind you of the human sort of mm. um, aspect to all of this. That Talia is just sad and angry that Darzan murdered her sister, and she mm-hmm. wants revenge. And that's a total, like, that is a completely normal scale for which things should move yeah. on. Um, and I love, um, you know, Talia is talking about 
what Derbyshire has done for her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Senere, because Derbyshire is a royal, doubting Derbyshire's kindness to Talia. Like, yeah, he's, she's thinking so that cynical it must about it. Mm-hmm. involve like a more um, ulterior motive. And like that that difference of what Senere thinks of Thervishar and versus who Thervishar really is mm-hmm. becomes like a big thing in the next two books. And Thervishar does nice things for people we already know because mm-hmm. he can. And yeah. whether or not he's trying to like thumb his nose at Gadrith is maybe part of it, but it's also kind of immaterial because the nice things still happen. And Senere who went from being a slave to being the apprentice of a wizard who uses, like, his whole phrase this entire book has been uh, bet on every horse. It's just kind of like every single part of your life is a game and a, and and serves an end. And Thervisar is just nice because yeah. he can be. Yeah. Thervisar is, like, one of my like top three favorite characters He's in, very good. in the books. Yes. Yeah. Also totally my type, just yeah, academic who's just like yeah, there's food i'm like oh my love <laughs> sweet book nerd boy with a kitchen mm. anyway. i think um so jumping to 46 mm. uh Ralesvar and uh ash and kane are having an argument and uh Ralesvar says um why haven't you killed her yet uh mark my words you're gonna regret your misplaced loyalty she's dangerous she should be destroyed. Uh, who is... Who is Relisar talking about it here? Is it Javon? I yeah. think so. Yeah, he doesn't like that... Um, I think Cain has someone else he's loyal to. Has his own vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, that's too. <laughs> yeah, but Relisar did that. True. Which Javon yeah. revealed bef- yeah. b- beforehand. That it was actually Relisvar that resurrected her. I wonder if she just outlived her usefulness. Or oh, or is he talking about Werga? Maybe. Oh yeah. That, okay. No. Okay. You're right. That's probably. I don't, it. That's who it is. I don't it's think one hundred percent who it is. I don't think he can kill Werga though, because as we find out, yeah, I'm not sure Cain is capable of killing a god queen. Also, does he know? I can't remember if he knows. Kane knows, yeah. Okay. He knows. Yeah. yeah. Janelle that... figures that out. Okay. I don't think I don't think Relis Var knows. He might not. He he might just think, um, because remember there's like the story about how she's a witch daughter. Yeah. So maybe he thinks that. Because yeah, Senere think... doesn't know either. Yeah. No. Because Janelle could, yeah. she and Janelle figure it out. Oh, um, that scene is so good. It's really good. That is a really good chapter. Yes, just the bit I, I love Janelle and Senere together. It's, like, it's actually great. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like there's like a tension between them, but also like mm-hmm. a camaraderie at the same time. Yeah. And like yeah. excellent use of the name of all things and like we get a little bit more of like how it works. Yeah. Um, what is, there's there's like a bit where they give Cone all the names of the Black Knights, and mm-hmm. it's like a giant piece of paper. And then the footnote is like, "Yeah, I had to write that for two days, and I had to cast spells on myself, so I didn't need to eat, drink, or sleep." Yeah, the the writing of the names would have killed me if I weren't prepared. So, yeah, Cone is also figuring out a how to get around his geish, so because mm-hmm. he he thinks he knows what's going on, and so he deliberately starts with different names. And um, he's also figuring out um, 
a little bit more about the Koro's attack on Yor and the like the the production of God Kings. Yeah. Yeah, they call them war curses. Like the yeah. stuff that Kor does to uh Yor. Mm-hmm. And like the um the way that both of them, I guess, in a way, like get around the geish and the and their circumstances, like Janelle sends him the note that says, like, thanks for the mm-hmm. info on Kuros war curses. And so that's like the tip for him to start investigating them. Um, he starts to realize that Janelle must have some way of communicating with mm-hmm. the yeah. people back in Jorat, but like he's like, I don't want to know because yeah. if yeah, I know, I will clever. have to tell Rella's far. Con's a little bit too clever for his own good, or at least for Janelle's own good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, this is when we find out that Sulis invented the God King yes. ritual. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. like, I'm wondering if it's like just 50% of what makes um, someone one of the eight immortals. Like, I wonder how similar yeah. becoming a God King is to the ritual that made the eight immortals yeah so it, we this is like the first time we get like solid info on what makes the eight immortals different from god kings mm-hmm. and what the god kings really are and the idea that like the eight immortals are co- tied to concepts that are eternal and so they will always be powerful whereas like the god kings are tied to more like earthly concepts maybe so I they're guess tied to the worship so like yes, they, that they comes require up, worship. But, yeah, that that comes up later, and I I cannot tell you how happy this like these two pages are my favorite from like a history of religion and fantasy. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm gonna write a dissertation. It's not I won't bore you with all the details, <laughs> but like one of the things that comes really easily to fantasy authors who are writing religion is like, oh, the gods get their power from worship. Done. Claps hands, shakes them off, brushes dust off shoulders. But that's really complicated because what people want over time changes, the way that people view concepts change. And also, what good is a god if if it's a if it's an exchange like that? So Terry Pratchett was the first person to do it in Small Gods, and he had a really interesting point about it, but then everybody else just took the idea and ran with it. Okay. And so it's a this, great book. It is it's a great book. Um but like I'm glad that Jen Lyons is complicating the issue here too, because it's like well, what if you're? What if you decide to be the god king of like concept that no longer exists? Right. Like the god king of Thudaje couldn't exist in our world because we don't even have the concept. Mm-hmm. So why would we worship them? It's really interesting. And um, if anybody wants to hear more, www.noonecares.com. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 concepts would be dead now of like god kings of? I mean, like even just look at like all the. Like ancient, like Greek and Roman gods, right? Like they were oh, heavily worshipped at their time. More recent, like the the god king of bipartisanship would probably be dead. <laughs> the god king of landlines, <laughs> oh. or like telegrams, or like the god yeah. king of railroads does something very different in the U.S. than in mm. the U.K., for example. Yeah, I think of like um, like the the idea of when like people thought. Um, wrestling was real. Like okay, yeah. was real. They call that ca- they call that ca- keeping kayfabe. So like the god, god king, king of kayfabe, kayfabe would yes. probably be no more because everyone yes. now knows that like, wrestling is like uh, predetermined. Yeah. 
Or like, uh, the God King of the American Dream. The God King of being satisfied with the Game of Thrones television. (laughs) (laughs) He like had like a, like, he was at a real high and then a steep drop. (laughs) Yeah. Quite the meteoric rise and crash for that God King. So many offerings. They all suddenly cried out in a single voice and stopped. The God King of Razor Scooters has, like, pretty good up and down every, like, 15 years or so. Yeah. Or, like, God King of Shoulder Pads. Doing The God King of Recognizing Tony Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Or just the God King of Tony Hawk. Like, Mm. he's got to be doing well. Yeah. Yeah. But they they talk about the the ore in the caves, the yeah. the ones that are toxic, and how not even uh, House of Talus's red men who they just dropped that concept, and I'm like, who are the red men? Right? Are they like war wizards? I imagine sounds dope. Um, they don't know how to use like how to handle that ore anymore. But then Senere has a remark yes. that oh they don't, but I bet the Dreth do, and isn't the Dreth then we find out earlier in this book that they're still alive and underground. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah and I think, Show I us think the Dreth Gen Lions. Show them to us. Give me a dr- I, I would read a Dreth book. I'd read a Vora Mir dr- uh, book too, because they're like mermaids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's they like, used to be. Yeah. There's like parts of this world that Gen Lions could probably write books about that uh, we, we doesn't even get explored yet. Yeah, we're gonna keep a list, um, and uh, that'll like be TMZ our episode style. with her. We'll yeah, can oh. confront her with it. Yeah. <laughs> this chapter has a great line by Rellis Farr when he's talking about Duquesne, and he's like, "Sometimes you watch your friends make mistakes, and there's nothing you can do but let them." I like. I really like that. Sometimes Rellis Farr makes me like him. It's a bummer, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Uh, like, that Onion article: the worst person you know just made yeah. a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> And all the food that he brings, uh, Cone, sounds delicious. It does. Oh my god, it made me want dumplings. I just... I can't imagine eating urine food. I am so with Janelle on this. (laughs) I love meat. I love a good barbecue, you know? Like, Korean food is basically just meat with sides of vegetables. But you need the sides of vegetables. Oh, yeah. And it it doesn't seem... Like the urines have either spice or acid, yeah. <laughs> just butter. It's just horrible. It's it's not the the meat that gets me. It's the like the fat, like the blubber, yeah, and narwhal blood. Oh and, yeah, ugh, ugh. so rich, it's a little too much. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go on this record and say I don't really like French food that much, mm. uh, which I know is blasphemous, but it's just butter. And like I like yeah. butter just fine, but like oh yeah. my god. Anyway, now that I'll be publicly stoned, let's uh, let's finish this chapter. <laughs> well, now we're moving on to forty-seven, which is the chapter we just all discussed that we love mm-hmm. with um, Janelle and um, Senere. Yeah. Um, Casually finding out that the polar bear cub is a fourteen thousand year old god king. But before that, um, when Janelle first like goes to meet Senere, she's crying 
and she has oh, like a right. drawing of a Jortee's mm-hmm. boy. Who is this Jortee's boy? I don't know. Like I was like, oh my god, here's a, a mystery that I don't. Right? I don't know if it's answered yet. I I I know this probably isn't true, but I kind of want it to be Star. Uh, oh, no. Dorna's son, who because he does oh. get sold into slavery, but he comes back. That's mm. true. Star and Senere maybe were both owned by. Um, I don't remember which house Senere was owned by. Yeah. Dolorax, but maybe. maybe I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it could be. So, that's yeah. what I'm choosing to believe, but I actually don't think yeah, it's I don't true. Remember. But yeah, oh, so this is where we find out Senere doesn't know the deal about souls. Like, at this point, Senere thinks everyone goes to right. the, like, the afterlife, but Janelle has to, like, break down yeah. what really going on and, like, yep. how it's, like, you gotta get there. And the gods, the eight immortals have to protect you to get there. Yeah. Yeah, which is, like, a big part of kind of how Senere has been justifying her horrible, horrible crimes. She's like, eh, it's, you know, they get reborn, it's fine. This this chapter is like the Watson and Holmes chapter of putting everything together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Senere and Janelle are like two detectives or two, like, a detective and his partner teaming up to, like, put all the, like, clues together. Because Janelle, like, Watson gives, like, the, like, push, and then Senere does the rest of the legwork. Like, to like figure it all out, yeah. But like Janelle, a little bit like higher above Watson because she's the one that originally figured it out. But this chapter rules. This is yeah, like my favorite it's, chapter. Yeah, one of my favorites. Really yeah. Good. And this this is when they, I think they talk about this in book one. But every time it comes up again, like I'm always super interested. Where Senere is um, talking about the original four mortal races. The she says uh, back before the Koros Empire. Many years before the Koros Empire, there were four immortal races, the Vores, the Voromir, uh, the Vorfalane, and the Vordred. Each race, except for the Vorfalane, has been forced to give up its immortality in order to keep Valkarath imprisoned. The Vores were the first. They became human. Um, like, asterisk, 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 asterisk. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we get lots of lore. Yeah, I love, I like lore. Lore is good. We still don't know enough about the Voromir. We will at some point, or the Vordra. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to know more about Cherthog, because they call him the Yorin God King of Winter. Yeah, but we learned that he was Sulis's student, and not a very good one at that. Mm -hmm. Um, but is that this is that this hold on let me scroll down on my notes is that this same chapter or is that is it yeah it is it is the same chapter yeah. a lot happens oh, in yeah. this chapter. <laughs> These la- the last like we... two chapters is so much happens yeah because there's you know janelle and senere finding out about uh werga then there's the confrontation with kane yeah. about werga mm-hmm. and then there's the werga janelle interaction so we find out Sulis is geished, or Werga is geished. Yes. And that Werga is Sulis. Yeah. And, like, in between that, they have, you know, the montage of Kane uh, testing her loyalty, uh, but then her using that information to talk to Ariscon. 
Yeah. And isn't there a whole bit where Werga's talking to Janelle and she basically, like, she's got the, the polar bear cub with her. And she's like, yeah, he gauged me. And then he asked me to help him hide him from Kerr, and he wasn't specific enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, good use of vagueness as yeah. when it comes to gaching, because um, Kane threatens to, like, he tells Werga to pluck out her eyes. And right. then Janelle is like, this is too much. And so Janelle threatens to stab her own eyes out. It's oh, does. She basically and does. She, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's yeah. really gross. It's yeah. intense. It's, yeah, it is very intense. <laughs> the best part is the fucking footnote. Where Senray is just like, ugh, so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And then this is where Kane makes his big mistake of saying, help her. Yeah. Referring to Janelle mm-hmm. uh, ordering Werga. And, you know... <laughs> Sulis slash Werga takes it upon herself. Well, she oh, helps I her. will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot about this crazy, like, dream kind of scape Sulis Janelle interaction. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's wild. Like, and this, like, weird prophecy about how Janelle's going to have four mothers and, like, I, I okay. had forgotten it and it was spooky and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Who are the who are the to you? I'm not really sure. Who are Janelle's four mothers? So there's Javon, Werga, Sulis, Taya, and then her and, actual the the woman he's, she thought was her mother, and the woman she thought. Okay, yeah. I think instead of Javon, the other one is Zeltorov. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So Taya, Zaltaroth, yeah, her original mother, and uh, Werga, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's, yeah, it's interesting, because, like, this dreamscape place also has a blue sky. Mm-hmm. Like, just another reminder that, like, the sky in this world is not blue. It is teal. Yeah, and the so sun the last is time red. we had that is when um, Taja was talking to Kieran in the yeah. first book. And so it's interesting that um, the God Queen can also kind of access that space. Mm-hmm. And that memory, because um, she's very old. She's older than Trithog, and Trithog is yeah. 14,000 years old. S- like, that makes me realize, like, oh, like, Sulis, yeah, like, she is as old as some of the Vane. Like, like, is it possible that she was, uh, what was the, who became human? The Vorum, the Voras? Yeah. Is it possible that she was? And Trithog was one that, the person that geished. Sulis using the Stone of Shackles. Yeah. And they talked about earlier when um, Senere was trying to gauge Janelle through the what she was painting on Janelle's back. She was not using a demon. She was right. using the Stone of Shackles. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that was cool. The idea that, yeah, like, I wonder, can you do that with other cornerstones? Uh, and I love, uh, like, this is off to- like, side point but Werga being like he said to pluck out my eyes he didn't say to not have them still work (laughs) and she's like i gotta i gotta put this eye in my pocket or else Trithog will squish it like a muppet like just carrying around her eye what what words are is she weaving on the walls here with like Werga? 
where, where Janelle can't read them at first. And Even then she, then she realizes she yeah. can read them. But uh she doesn't she doesn't remember. Yeah. I think this has to do with the uh, book three stuff. Yeah. Um, Voris language maybe. Yeah. Cause she or also what? starts pulling out Janelle's like past lives, like as uh yeah. Alana and Sindral. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, maybe some dead language that one of them spoke. Yeah, whatever. Oh. So I think the eight immortals are not all the same race, right? Yeah, they're they're a mix. Yeah. Yeah. So she it yeah. might be whatever her Taya speaks. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's two of each. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah. Jumping jumping back into like the motherhood question, it's interesting that so Sulis tends Sulis, like Relos Bar, likes to hit people through their families. Right. And so Relosfar tends to fuck around with people's fathers. Um it's uh, kind of in the way that like he manipulates a lot of people in the first book and leads them to believe that they're sons or uncles and mm-hmm. so forth. But like Sulas fucked around with um Vexashow and Vexashow is sleeping with both father and son, which is I mean, I'd say it's fucked up, but if you're a prisoner in a harem, like, what yeah. are you gonna do? Like, I can't judge that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, pretty dark um, when they yeah. find out. Yeah, and the idea that, like, they're not killing her while she's pregnant, but right. once the baby's born, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I love that, um, because of the prophecies, Werga details about, um, that she's just been buying her time pretending to be crazy Mm. and she's like sometimes i am crazy but (laughs) she knows about the (laughs) prophecy about all slaves being freed and so she's like just buying her time yeah the prophecies are interesting and it's also interesting who ends up quoting them because all the people who are the subjects of the prophecy hate them (laughs) all the hell warriors are like this shit again i don't like it yeah but all the people find out uh Valathia, the person, and Valathia, yes. the harp, are the same person. Yes. Yeah. Are the same. And one in the same. And that one of Janelle's past lives was boning Valathia. Yeah. And a lot of other people I mean, <laughs> who didn't here. like each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the, sorry, with the gaging thing, too. I mean, the other thing that, like, Upon realizing that Sulish is geished is actually fucking terrifying because we know that not too long from now the Stone of Shackles is going to get broken and mm-hmm. all the geishas will be released. And so knowing that and like these chapters, just seeing how like fucked up and twisted and powerful she is, right. knowing that not too far from now she's going to be ungeished is like, oh boy. Yeah, it, it makes that line of Sulis being saying not long now before yeah. all slaves are freed. Like, if we didn't know about what happens in book one, that would totally like feel different yeah. than yeah. knowing what we know. Um, I love I love every time something like fucked up happens in the storytelling. When they jump back to present day, they're like, 
everyone stared at Cone <laughs> in shock. And then this one is like, everyone stared at Janelle. Like, what the hell? Especially because, like, especially for this portion of it, they weren't together a lot. So th- they yeah. also haven't heard this information coming from each other either. Mm-hmm. And I love that Dorna's like, you didn't really pluck out your eyes, right? And Star is like, that rules. That was cool. <laughs> awesome. I I think it goes back, I think this was the moment for me, at least in this read-through, where I was like, oh yeah, Janelle and Kieran really do belong together. Yeah. In some cosmic sense, because both of them, like, when faced with a difficult choice, are willing to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. That's how they manipulate other people into stopping bad things. That's how they, like, are willing to change the world. Mm. And, like... Even though Sulis is a piece of shit and Janelle already knows it, like, he, she's been mistreated enough and she's like, it doesn't matter. This is too far. It's like, yeah, Kieran would do the same thing and I respect that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Cutting out your own eye for Sulis, like, is what? Right. It's, <laughs> but she believes it's right and she's standing on your stand principles. That, is, yeah. yeah. When, it, when it comes to your eyeballs, like, mm, damn. I really like my eyeballs. I don't want them. Anywhere near yeah. a knife. Yeah. Please and thank you. So, Like, I don't like eye stuff in movies. The visual description of it, too, is, like, gross. It's just, like, yeah. like she talks about how, like, the knife was so sharp that she didn't feel it at first. She just he- mm-hmm. felt, like, gushing and coldness. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, 48. I hate this chapter. Not because... <laughs> Not in the way of like, oh, this was like a poorly written chapter, but it was like, I hate this chapter. Like every, a lot of bad things happen in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, like the like tension building. So it's a cone chapter, and Sir Barrymond gives the way the plot through. Like he he's with um, Dango, their lovers now, and <sighs> he. He like has it like has this doubt that Janelle's really alive, and he basically like gives away how Janelle is communicating with them through Ariscon when when she sleeps. And like, why would he ever think that he was being spied on in that way? Like, like to be yeah. fair, to be but, fair, like, it's more like the meta yeah. mad at him. Oh like, yeah, no, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I love it when Dango gets mad at him and then calls him Barry. <laughs> he does seem like a berry though doesn't he yeah he does <laughs> and like cone man like in this chapter i go through like different feelings about cone like because it's like mm. he's doing betrayal under duress like he can't stop his betrayal yeah but it almost like makes other things that happen much easier for him later and we get hints of Father Zajera still in, and like in Relosfar, and then Relosfar buttering him up with food. Yeah, he's kind of being groomed in a way. Yeah. That's, that, oh, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the, what you felt the first time you read this? What, how you felt about Relosfar's reaction when he found out what Janelle was doing? Because <clears throat> I was shocked. I remember being impressed. With Jen Lyons. Because it's it's a very strong move to blow up your own narrative. Right. Yeah. Like, 
to be to have your villains be as smart as your protagonists and catch on means that you have to do a lot more creative scrambling and um not everyone's willing to do that yeah so i was just so weirded out of by relisvar being um proud of janelle and i think it's in this book that janelle like i just said about conan before janelle says that Mel's far was grooming her. Yeah. And like this chapter sort of like indicates that when he's like, you know, talk when his reaction about Janelle and Kane being like on opposite ends, he has that remark about the easiest way to win a horse bet yeah. is to bet on uh, a horse race is to bet on all the horses. And like he goes on to talk about um you know, his plan through Kane was to unite Jorat and Yor, but what Janelle is doing is uniting Jorat with Maricor, where the Maricori are now occup like going into those villages that were all either emptied by the the, the previous Hellmarch or by Ionaric, and but the Maricori can like pass as Jorates. And so Janelle is basically doing what the what Relsvar wants and what the Devorn prophecies say of building an army. It's just it's not Yor and Jorat, it's Jorat and Maricor. Yeah. Relisvar's yeah. flexibility is impressive and it like I don't like that I admire him, but I appreciate yeah. that he is willing to be that he he wants a good opponent. Yeah, like, you know he's oh. he only likes an opponent he can ultimately uh, dominate, and yeah. like he still thinks that he can dominate Janelle in the same way that Orith does, but like or mm-hmm. did, ha <laughs> he's <laughs> dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, anyway, um, but like I still respect that he, yeah, is not like Gadrith won't tolerate any, uh, or Darzan won't tolerate any like guff and gumption, but like Relisvar is like, yeah, okay, you got me. Yeah, I think I think I I do like him in book one, but I think why I like this book so much is part of, partly because we get more Relisvar yeah. and he becomes like he goes from being a good character to a great character yeah. through this book. And he's not just like this terrifying, incredibly powerful wizard. He right. you see uh, how like smart he is, how what a long con, how much plans he's laid. Mm-hmm. And the things like the, the his real motivation, um, he you know he he reacts to this not unlike us when you're we're faced with like a really good plot twist, and we're yeah. like oh I did not see that coming <laughs> but it's gonna get interesting because he know? thinks he's he's still in like complete control yeah. of the situation, and like he's Cone is like oh Janelle's trying to learn magic and then. He makes the mistake, and I love it because he's so smart. I love it when Relisvar makes small mistakes like this. He gives he gives Cone a vague order, which we just learned in the previous chapter with Sulis. Is a you don't do that with someone that's gay. He tells Cone, "Help Janelle in any way yes. she needs us," and that will come to bite him in the ass. And at this point, he still thinks he's gonna get Erthanriel. He, like the yeah. the parts with mm-hmm. Kieran getting it has not happened yet. So, and like, 
I go from sympathizing with Cone when he so like has this anxiety about having to give away the plan to then like being a, like kind of disliking him. He becomes like in the, the end of this chapter, a little weasel to Relis Far. He's like, Oh, you have a plan to save the world, don't you? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, Cone, come on. You gotta like let this go that I know it's hard, but that Zajera and Relis Far are the same person. Yeah. Is this uh, Cone's rebellious teenager? You're not my real dad phase. Yeah, it just it it it, it gives me like worm tongue vibes mm. to uh, Saruman, like just like yes, yeah, I know you you've got a plan. Yeah, I'm just like yeah, I think it's I think it's an interesting take on abuse, right? Like we're talking yeah. about grooming, but we're also talking about so, uh. Father Zajera slash Relosvar Geisht. He did the worst possible thing that you can do to someone, to his student, Cone. Right. And Cone desperately wants that to be okay. And so he's like, oh, you had a good reason for it. And it's so sad and it's so true to life. It's just like, I will do anything for this to not be as bad as it is, even if it means I'm the one who takes the hit, right? Like, it's okay for me to be Geisht. As long as there's a plan. Right. And it's just, like, right. it's the same thing Senere is doing. It's like, well, this person rescued me from slavery. Yeah. I'll kill a bunch of people for him. Like, you know, it... Yeah. He's trying yeah. to free the yeah. whole world from right. slavery. He, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter how many people I kill because, like, he told me it was okay. And, like, abdicating your responsibility in that way, you can, like, be mad at them for it. But it's, like, it's a very true sort of, like look at people who have been in abusive relationships and it's just kind of like oh you don't you don't that's have a, any good choices that's a good point and i kind of like now i've quickly taking back what i said about cone being a little worm tongue weasel i mean he is like, but like but it, it's the perfect ground like and, and think about it now he's isolated mm -hmm. he's away from janelle yeah. He's being bribed with, like, good food and the things that he's interested in and wants. It's a, you know, it's the perfect ground for Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. And but it, it, it's, I think it's both reasonable to be like, no, Cone, you shouldn't give in. Like, you shouldn't. That's true. But also it's psychologically understandable to be like, well, if I were starving... If I were a vegetarian and being asked to violate my principles at every meal, like, eventually I'd be so fucking tired. Maybe it's the way, because I, this chapter particularly, I listened to the audiobook for, the way they deliver uh, the line of, oh, you have a plan, don't you? Sounds like so much stars in the eyes looking okay. at your hero kind yeah. of deal that I'm like, Cone, fuck you. <laughs> But also, like, he's also in a position where if he disagrees too hard, he'll literally die. Yeah. Right. So you gotta ham it yeah. up a bit, maybe. Yeah. It's interesting to me, like, okay, so no one actually wants to die, but if you have genuine proof instead of vague promises that the afterlife exists, like, it'd be, I'd be kind of curious why there isn't some cult of suicide, right? Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, the, the god king so of do-overs. So. <laughs> but like killing yourself via geish is yeah still possible. No, but because he's geish, he won't go to the land of peace. Yeah. which is right, what we right, one. yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
But yeah, but I'm still like curious there isn't, but... like... I mean, and maybe that is something that, like, the Temple of Thane does that we just don't know about. Like, mm-hmm. like assisted suicides, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe. Yeah. Better luck next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... JK. Any other remarks about these chapters? Oh no, I just really I enjoyed them. Like it, yeah, we're we're barreling towards the climax of this book now. We got lots of lore, we got lots of great character interactions. Ten these chapters ten. were so good that yeah. I had a dream that we recorded this podcast in its entirety. Nice. <laughs> and I woke up and I was oh. like, Oh, I'm so excited to get to the next chapters. I was like, shit, <laughs> it's <think> Thursday. The- <laughs> I think the last thing I'll say is now. Janelle is in the position of being like Teraith, but she remembers her past mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Sulis, oh, Sulis yeah. makes a remark about leaving road marks, and I think she's referring to um, yeah, like pull, uh, pulling Janelle up. accessing yeah. those memories. And as we learned from book one, being able to access your past lives. Actually, we learned that in this one too, because Janelle literally says it's Teraith. It's like, uh, oh. Accessing your past lives probably not good for you. Mm-hmm. And then now Janelle's in a similar situation. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna like say goodbye and make dinner and then read this book all night and probably be done. Yeah, and, and it's like... crazy. So like, yeah, we have what two more episodes? So that's only sixteen chapters. So there's actually, yeah. there's a lot that still lot is going to go down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be like bam, bam, bam for the next two episodes. All right. Sheena, what else are you reading? Um, so I am reading this amazing little novella um called Dread and the Broken Witch. I'm not that far into it. You can get it on ebook pretty cheaply, um, but it's by this this small UK imprint. And it's just phenomenal. like it's a it's set in a like post quasi magical, quasi sci-fi uh like maybe alien species maybe like advanced human africa and nothing like it's just about this uh trans woman character who is just like she's insane and she loves sex and she wants to help and she's insane and it's like it's it said more in 36 pages than like some of the other books that i've started in 100 so steph if you're looking for something that like starts immediately yeah this woman is like first page she's like i'm gonna get high and fuck around in the village center let's go <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. i see where we are i support you friend yeah. so yeah Steph, what are you reading i am reading the same the things that i've been reading for the last couple weeks uh the name of all things last exit and paladin's strength uh listen i don't know if we've we've mentioned this before listeners but we're recording these episodes weekly whereas previously we would record about every two weeks so that's why our reading lists haven't changed as much as normal. <laughs> yes. And this is all so we can read the, the last book. Yes, of, we're powering through so we can start uh, the Discord of, of Gods. <laughs> we all swore an oath to each other. We this did. Is why we, Josh we've is had really access to it for weeks and we have not started. Nope. I, I read the first page, <gasps> uh, but that was before um, we, we made We'll cut oath. each other's palms and slap them together across the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So I have only read the first page and it doesn't reveal a lot. Okay. Uh, it, the only thing I know about. No, don't tell like, us. 
Hush, hush thy it face. the footnotes. Nope. Zip it. Don't want to hear. Okay. It's torment, man. It's torment. What are you reading that isn't the first page? <laughs> okay, yeah. so last time I talked about, um, I was reading Engines of Empire by mm. R.S. Ford, mm. and I said it was steampunk. It is not steampunk. Okay. Uh, right, well. It's more like, um, like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy, okay, where okay. it has that mix of like, 60 fantasy 40 like technology yeah, yeah. like there's like there's artificery and swords and magic it's pretty cool and uh it is a cool setup of like there's like guilds that run uh, a nation and then the other nation has like necromancy and you know typical royalty and it has like three siblings that get like go separate parts of the world and then each chapter is like one of those siblings in the different parts of the world dealing with different situations. And I assume it's all got, like their three different plots are all going to come together at the end. I like or at that. least that's where it's uh, hinting at. And there's definitely some like, you know, um, in like, like colonialism slash imperialism involved with like natives and stuff mm -hmm. of the land. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Like I, yeah, that's it. I'm going to write that one down. I mean, in fairness to the other books, I wrote down the ones that Steph also talked about, but as we said, <laughs> it's been the same for several weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, How about cool. you? Oh, no, we already do you. We Never did mind. me first. Yeah. We did yeah. you. <laughs> go to, go, all right, go all of us need to go. com slash reading yeah. to read all of our, read reviews our reviews for probably these books that we're talking about. Come find us on Twitter. Uh... Speaking Josh of Twitter, at four or five wits, I'm at Oladdy Girl, and Steph is at o Steph O Kingston. So, mm -hmm. and you can find all our other shit there. Yes, probably Instagram. Follow me on Twitch also yes. at four or five. Yes, wits. right. All right, all of us need to go eat and/or consume caffeine or just flop. Yes, all of the above. Yes, flop, <laughs> flop, F L A W P. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Page Podcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chimango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chimango.